Hello, hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Switch 12 Podcast. You, you say very special every time? Yes. This is actually a very, this very special... This is a very special episode. All the other ones were very special. special. This is probably the most special one that we've done. If you can't tell, we are in route right now. We are driving in the car, heading from Madison down to Chicago to go help out and play Woohoo! Classic Simpsons Trivia Woo-hoo! down in Chicago. Yes, so we're very excited to uh, go help out. And uh, what we want to try and do is hopefully uh, bring the Simpsons Trivia family to Madison yes. and, and start doing monthly trivia there. But we're going down there to test it out, to, to meet one of the people that runs it, and to... Hopefully both. I, I don't know if there's going to be one. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to help We're gonna help score and, you know, and, and do every you know do everything that we can to, to make sure we, we come back with the, with the okay to... to Bring it to Madison. So we technically already have the okay. We want to bring back, I think, knowledge. Not yet. How yeah, to do the it big because thing. Yeah. The Madison's a little different than Chicago. Chicago's yes. much bigger. They have more options for places. Exactly. Exactly. Madison is a little, a uh, little smaller. A little, little less bars and, and restaurants that we can choose from. But there are still plenty, and I think we'll find something. But yeah, yeah, we we'll decided, okay, uh, so. we decided that we wanted to do a little little on-the-road podcast, I guess I, we were going to... Something to help pass the time, yeah, we something to do when we wouldn't have to plan it later, because this week's going to be so busy well, because no, we're on the road. Yeah, there's no baseball, either. We, no. we can listen to the Brewers, but no baseball today. No, no. And it's spring training, so I wouldn't really care yeah. that much, unless Euchre was on the radio. Yeah, So, and I think it's just going to be... This is just, again, like Brian said, we're going to we're trying something new. We want to bring something to you fans. This may be just a... Terrible episode. We we won't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. We'll, we'll try because we also have other plans to do more on the road episodes uh, later in the year that could be really fun. Yeah. So if this works out really well, I don't see why we wouldn't do it in the future. So um, I'm Brian, and the other guy's I'm Ryan. Brian. If you haven't listened before, yeah, that, that's who we are introducing. And that's gushing like we have hundreds yeah. of viewers, hundreds and thousands of viewers. They can't get enough of us, listeners. Um, Both. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they watch us sometimes. So uh, originally we were gonna do a road trip like the best road trip movies uh, I think we only came up with 12 and of the 12 5 we had not seen yeah we knew we knew what happened but I, you know, I'm not going to critique a movie that I really hadn't seen and we promised you no animation because the last three episodes were all animation but I don't see how we can't not do a Simpsons it's, episode it's a special when episode. we're driving down to go do Simpsons trivia in Chicago yeah, it's a special special circumstance for this episode I think so. I think it's really important uh, to, to try and theme episodes with what we're, you know, is going on with us or going on in the world. So I really like to try and do that. And this is just yeah. a way to do it that we just thought of the list in the car, actually, on the way down. We didn't even think about this originally. So well, I think we did a long time ago, but this... We never actually put any thought into it. This made more sense in, in, in thematically. Because one, it's Simpsons-themed. Yes. Because we're going to do a Simpsons trivia event. And two, it is... It's our list of the top 12 one-off or one-shot characters. This very well this very well may be just a one-shot episode. Yes. So we do have a theme going on with today's episode. There's many layers in the theme. There are. Layers like onions and ogres. And cakes. Cakes. Ooh, a layer cake. Yes. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, layer cake. Yes, it is. So... I guess we'll just jump right into. Oh, okay. We're going to talk a little bit about the criteria, though. Yeah, it, it was tough. To do. It was very difficult to do because there's so many great one-off Simpsons characters, and we're doing cla- from the classic years, from like seasons one to eleven, yep. seasons one to twelve. Because and even after that, I don't think anybody would make the list anyway. If we knew the one-off. episodes, which I, we know some of the episodes, but I think that there's such a good core in the in the classic seasons. Yeah, there really no, is. There's no reason to go any further. And, and if we decide that we need to start watching newer episodes of Simpsons, we make sure we, we could do, we'll do a we second do, list. You know, future Simpsons classic one-off. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a problem at all. So um, the, the criteria was that, but then also the, the, the criteria really revolved around how big this character was in the episode. Yeah. And that's where we really trimmed the fat. We loved, like, a guy incognito, Homer's exact <laughs> double, where he gets banned from Moe's. He, he gets, gets killed from Moe's, I think. Gets, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they beat him up pretty good. And so he got kicked out of Moe's, and, you know, Homer, this man's my exact double! That dog has a puppy tail! And that was it. And that was the last time you saw him. So as classic as that line is, I, I think there's, you know, we, we really couldn't include him in the he, one-off character. For being ten seconds in the yeah. episode, he's not essential to the plot. No, but he's one, he's one of my favorite jokes. So, um, but the big three that didn't make it, and these are going to be our honorable mention, is going to be uh, Tom Bart's uh, big brother, uh, voiced by Phil Harbin from that one episode, um, Larry Burns, voiced by Rodney Dangerfield, and Belle, 
um, from the uh, uh, Maison Derriere episode where Bart has to go work off the dead from uh, knocking over that gargoyle. And that was she was voiced by Tress McNeil. They're all great. Yes, great, all great. voices. They, they they are all essential to the plot in their own way. Yes. But Larry doesn't make it because we decided he's basically just Rodney Dangerfield in yes. a Burns, uh, with a Burns name. Belle doesn't make it because, well, again, a very good character. She's not as essential to the plot. Yes. The, the plot in that episode that was, that was the big, around Bart. That was the big argument for that. was like, when we yeah. really needed to get rid of it, she was unfortunately didn't make it, even though I love her character. We had a wonderful musical number from them in that episode, and she was a very big part of that. Yeah. But unfortunately, she didn't make it. And then uh, Tom Parton's big brother, voiced by Phil Hartman, was such a great episode where he just gets into that fist fight with Homer and, uh, and then finally adopts uh, the, the peppy... Mean, at, at the very end and teaches Bart all these things and you know the reason Bart you know gets the big brother is just to get back at Homer yeah because they had a fight and I, well, Homer, I thought that was so did, great didn't Homer leave him at the soccer pitch yeah he was trying to channel Homer but instead channels Millhouse and Millhouse is writing backwards on the window yeah you can drag pukes in come get me yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it was really good so those three didn't make it unfortunately but yeah. uh, uh, we did mention him which is what I wanted to do because it was really tough to trim it down from 15 to 12, and we even started with 30. We started with 30, we got to 21, then we got to 15. 15 was really tough, so we needed to mention those. Um, and if you feel like we missed one, or you feel like you can make a good case for one of them, uh, tweet us. Give us a tweet at Sweet 12 Podcast on the Twitter. Well, uh, or Sweet 12 on the Twitter, actually. It is Sweet 12 on the Twitter. You can look up both. I think we'll be on there. But yep. it is just something where, you know, we, we did put the list together kind of last minute, but... Yep. We are very passionate about The Simpsons, which yes. makes it easy to do a list on short notice, but it also makes for very tough decisions. Yes, it does. When, when you have... When push comes to shove. Yes. So, um, we'll jump right into it now. Um, with number 12 is Laura Powers, voiced by Sarah Gilbert, from the episode where... Bart's in Love? The Ruth, Ruth, yeah, Bart's in Love, where Ruth Powers moves in next door with her daughter from a previous marriage, yep. and voiced by Sarah Gilbert from The Roseanne Show. And Big Bang Theory now. And Big Bang Theory now. And also that stupid CBS talk show, The Talk. Oh, yeah, okay. Or something like that, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the View ripoff. You know, everything yeah. gets big these days. Yeah, so... But she, she's on the list at number 12, and we fall with her and Belle yeah. as, the, as the final cut. And she makes it because her character is more essential to the plot and how it, how it flows, and it also is a big change in Bart's life because it is one of the first times, if not the first time, where Bart really gets it becomes smitten becomes in love with a girl and right. even if it is an older girl uh, which we hasn't affected him in the future but she plays such a big key as, as, as starting as the babysitter but it's the babysitter that he actually wants to have around right that he doesn't mind when she comes over when you know he puts on a smoking jacket and, uh, and uh, smokes a, a bubble the pipe. Bubble pipe. When, yes. when she comes over and you know and she doesn't wash her hand after she spits in it. That's so gross. Yeah, and it gets the, the Hertz donuts, and he just, he doesn't care what she does to him. She just wants to be he he just wants to be around her, and so that's why she she made the list because Bart changes in a sense who he is. He wants to be this more grown up person. Yeah. In order to to. To, to, to date her, he wants to show uh, Laura that he he can be this more mature uh, person that she's looking for. But then, when he realizes Jimbo is uh, the person that she's dating, he reverts back to classic Bart, calls in a prank to Mo to try have, to, to try to show that Jimbo's not an old mature person. Exactly. So he does the prank to Mo, and then Mo asks if I ever find out where you are, I'm going to come and kill you. And then yeah. he says, "I'm going to use the tongue to paint your boat." And then he says, "Wait, is that my name's yeah. Jimbo Kearns, and yeah. I live at the Forever Green Terrace." I knew you'd slip up one of these days. Like it was a classic <laughs> slip up, as he just spits out uh, his address. So he comes over with this knife and just you just you see him Jimbo? running across the landscape, <laughs> and just which one of you is Jimbo Jones? Yeah, with his with his very yeah. gravelly Mo voice. Oh no, I left. I left the bar. I left, bar I left Barney in charge of the bar. <laughs> yeah, and he's just sucking down. And he's just sucking down from the tab. It's becoming an episode, an episode review. Yeah. But she's such a big part because yeah. it is it is Bart's first love, and that's what the yes. episode's called, Bart's first love. Yes. And and she does a good job embodying the character. She does a, a good job. And at the end of the episode, she she even tells Bart that if, if when she, when he's old enough to grow a, a what is it a, a very a bad teen mustache, right? You know, come you know, come find me, right? So it does leave for if they ever decided to age the characters, which they never will, but it's yeah. just, it's, again, it's, it's good to think about that there could maybe be something along the way for that. Exactly. 
So, um, that was that. That was number 12. We're going to number 11. And number 11, uh, hang on, I gotta get the name now. I'm multitasking here. Number 11 is Hollis Holbert, voiced by Donald Sutherland, coming in at number 11. And he's the curator, caretaker of the Jebediah Springfield Museum, which is a classic episode. I think from season 7. 7 or 8. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's the one that's covering up the big... He's the one who, who's, who's helping in the cover-up, or initiated the cover-up, that mm-hmm. Gemini Springfield wasn't really this this wholesome person. Right. We're going to stop at a toll booth here, so you can yeah, bear so with us for a second. Just for, just for two um, seconds. We're not going to yeah, stop he's for a, No, we're not. No, but he's the guy who, um, who uh, discovered the silver tongue first. I think he found out that the guy's name was... Hello. Was Hans Sprungfeld. Hans Sprungfeld. Yeah, and he was a pirate. And so <laughs> the, the whole big thing about that was that he has a silver tongue, but then... Um, you want to pull over? No. No, okay. We'll just go. Okay, we'll just go. We're just going to do this. We're, we're going to pull over and change mics, but I think we're having too much. We're on a flow here, so... Yeah, that's fine. So, he, and he finds out that he has a silver tongue when they unearth his bones, and then grabs the tongue, pockets it, closes the mouth, which then leads to my favorite, one of my favorite wiggle moments. Well, I guess that sells it. There is no silver tongue. Isn't that right? right, Bonesy? And then he picks up this skull and starts using it as a puppet. I wish, Chief, with that kind of... No, I could buy me some eyeballs. <laughs> and it's so Wiggum. Oh, my God. It's just the episode's so fantastic. But then you realize that uh, this uh, Hollis Holbert character is really... Is, he's kind of the villain in this, in this episode where he keeps everything under wraps because it would be so detrimental to the people of Springfield to find out that their founder is this horrible, you know, bloodthirsty pirate. Mm-hmm. So he's really detrimental to the so, to the keeping this story alive but, in the episode. But then I, you can also make the argument that he's the one keeping the allure alive. Yes, that too. If 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 Jebediah ends up being this bad guy, then what's the town based on? It's based on lies and everything. So right. Leaser finally realizes that it's probably better Did to say keep... Leaser? Mayor, Mayor Quimby. <laughs> Thank you, Leaser. But Lisa is... You know, decides that it's probably better to keep that under wraps because she sees during the parade that everybody is just so happy and everybody right. it just they're they're so proud to be from Springfield because isn't it the noblest the noble the noble spirit embiggens the smallest man or something like that yeah yeah that that's the uh, and, and that that she she realizes what that means essentially and she she's okay with. With, with keeping the secret under wraps, and the only three people who know are Homer, Lisa, and, and, and the curator. And so I think it's great that that they keep that. And she she was playing the she just only discovered it because she was she played the fife or something, and she blew on it and it popped out the letter that was ripped from the right. back of the the George Washington, the George Washington painting. painting, which is still somehow in good condition in the school. Right, <laughs> right. Which is just, just I mean, I'm sure that's just a re. Yeah, but, it's, but it still has the rip in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's... Donald Sutherland, he does such a good job with, with the voice. You know, he, he doesn't have the villain anger. He's got the soft, almost... You know, he, he has, has that soft caretaker voice. And he, and, and he he's doing whatever he can to still kind of... Be, be everything, be knowledgeable in everything that's that's Jebediah Springfield, and yet he does have those. Originally, he just saw the note, he knew of the note, he just thought that it was pure poppycock, and then he finds the tongue and removes it before anybody else sees it, because then he realizes that it's that it's all been a lie, and his life is alive if, he, if this continues right. to be, if, if this is discovered. So, I, I think that that character is so detrimental, and I wish that... You know, again, these are one sh- one-off characters. I don't think a second appearance. No, it wouldn't do. It wouldn't do the show any good. But but you know, it, it leaves you wanting to have a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe not in yeah. an episode. I love I love the acting, uh, the, the portrayal that Donald Sutherland did for this episode. So uh, that's that's why he made the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Surprise! It isn't higher just because of who it is, and at the time, this was the biggest. And heck, for the next ten years, it was the biggest guest star that they had on the show. Leon, uh, Leon Kompowski, voiced by Michael Jackson. Mm, yes. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he didn't make it higher. I think I think just through the shuffling and the I think more of the bias that we have towards other ones. Maybe he's there. But I mean, that is he is a 
pretty essential to to the plot. Maybe yes, it's not, yes, not yes. as essential because the plot is Homer is crazy. Right. Only because Bart answers yes to everything on the <laughs> on the self assessment. Yeah. Doctor Marvin Monroe's. That man's wearing a pink shirt. Is something wrong with him? Yeah. So that it was great to see that they got Michael Jackson, and listening to the to the voiceovers, the the commentary on the episode. Um, you know they. They didn't want to use Michael Jackson's real name. I forgot his uh, pseudonym. Yeah, I forgot that they used at the end. But yeah, he didn't. He, Michael Jackson didn't want to use his real name. No, he didn't, and neither did Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And after that, Dustin Hoffman uh, did his episode. I think people were like, no, you have to use your real name. You can't have people on here because when we tell people that Dustin Hoffman's on the show, they're like, that oh, was Dustin Hoffman. That was you know whatever, whatever yeah. the hell the name was. And I think it's funny that they make a lure to that Nietzsche and Scratchy movie where they say Dustin Hoffman and Michael Jackson made cameos. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have their names, but you could tell it was them. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a that's a, it's a good inside joke about yeah. the two people who did use pseudonyms for for the voicing for of the, the show. Voicing. But the Michael Jackson character is great because I grew up not knowing it was Michael Jackson because he used a pseudonym. Exactly. And I thought exactly. I thought it was just a really good Michael Jackson impersonator. But you know, it, the, the Leon does such a good job pretending to be Michael Jackson when he really is Michael Jackson, and that just further breeds the crazy that Homer and has. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really great to when Homer invites him to his house, not realizing that it's, you know, you're telling everybody, that's right, that's right, Michael Jackson's coming over to the house. So Bart just flips out, and you know, all of Springfield can't get Bart, can you keep, Milhouse, can you keep a secret? No, no. Oh, well, okay. okay, anyway. Yeah, and Michael Jackson, God, oh, Michael Jackson. So he's really uh, uh, part of this uh, episode because he gets Springfield so up in arms and then so disappointed when they realize it's just some it's a crazy fat guy. guy yeah some white fat guy and then he has this special moment with Bart and he's like look Michael Jackson's some guy in a recording studio or he's the guy here willing to help you with your sister's birthday present yeah. and so they create again this a, a great musical moment uh, with Lisa It's Your Birthday song that he and Bart sing together which really is a very catchy song yeah. that they have instead of Bart's you know Lisa your teeth are big and green Lisa, Lisa she, she smells like gasoline Lisa. Which but I would have preferred, Lisa. but you know, she Michael is Jackson. My sister. Yeah, I'm I'm sister. <laughs> so, great uh, musical number with Bart and Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and the way that Bart really gets into it because you know Michael Jackson. Yes. Uh, kind of just tells him like, well, no, it's really important to remember your sister's birthday, and you know, well, I'll yeah, write what, a song. What happens, what happens when you turn eight, Bart, and yeah. they start talking about? Yeah, they have this. Yeah, they have it's this a very good moment, special little moment, which which I loved. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's number ten. I'm good with Michael Jackson, which uh, maybe that's why. Maybe we don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah. I mean, even though he is detrimental to the plot, I, I think there's just I think our bias might be a little bit maybe. Yeah, bit and again, just there isn't a lot to talk about. He was Michael Jackson playing Michael Jackson, but not playing Michael Jackson. Yeah, maybe maybe that was it. So uh, number nine, number nine surprised me. Um, number nine is Rex Banner, Rex voiced Banner. voiced by Dave Thomas. Not the Wendy's guy. Not the Wendy's guy, but the actor Dave Thomas. Um, and I didn't know it was him. Uh, I didn't either. Until we actually looked it up, like, oh my god, that's Dave Thomas. And I love the Rex Banner character. And I'm so sad that we don't get any more Rex Banner. But if you ever need Rex Banner, you can just go watch the episode. Yeah, this is Homer versus... Is this Homer versus the 18th Amendment? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Where they, 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 where they abolish liquor... In Springfield. In Springfield, but it's because they read the law incorrectly is why they abolished the liquor. <laughs> and so, Springfield now has Prohibition. And they bring it, and Homer becomes this beer baron where he makes his own alcohol in his basement. With bowling balls. With, well, no, actually, oh. I take that back. He he digs up the old beer at the dump yes. and, then, and then sells that. When that runs out, then he starts making his own beer and... Which starts exploding, and the you know, but then yeah. they, they bring in Rex Banner to help stop the sale of alcohol yeah. because you know Wiggum doesn't care, and nobody nobody's really taking the law seriously. But then Rex Banner, you know, comes comes in, he in. stops the mo- he stops you know Fantoni and the mob, and he he can't stop the beer baron. We can't no, he can't stop Homer in part. Which <laughs> it is great about the 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 line where they have the, the pets visit the pet store at the night. Yep. <laughs> like. Where, where Rex Banner like come up, you know, where he comes in and, and performs a raid on Moe's pet shop, which is no longer a tavern. And so they're in this pet shop, which is Moe's tavern. Yeah. And and then uh, and then you know Banner goes, well, tell me this, what pe- pet store is open till three a.m. playing, you know, full of 
pull up a bunch of drunken yahoos playing uh, jazz music till 3 a.m. The best damn pet store <laughs> in the town. And then everyone just <laughs> cheers with their beer and then they quick hide it behind their backs. It is a wonderful moment. And then uh, to, to more so solidify how we will never see Rex Banner again is one of my favorite moments in the episode. Is where Rex Banner is walking across the, the catapult. Um, and then Wiggum just goes, send him home to mama, boys. And just, they, they just catapult him into the next county. Yeah. And, and we, we now know that that The only reason Wiggum turns on him is because Wig, he's taking all of Wiggum's flair. Yes, exactly. So exactly. they're originally on the same side, but Wiggum does things a lot differently in the law. Right. So him and Homer kind of team up. He was going to be the one who catches Homer and then gives him a lighter sentence. Right. And instead, based on the laws, he has to be catapulted out of town. <laughs> And then they test it with a cat. Yes. And, they just, and then you just <laughs> launch that thing. Oh, my God. So it's so uh, funny. Like, okay, now we can use it. We tested it. We're fine. And so Rex Banner is really a, a great part of the episode. He really carries the entire episode. It ties together Wiggum's troubles. It ties, to, you know, and, and makes Homer uh, more of an outlaw yeah. uh, than, than he possibly would be if it was just Wiggum. So he puts Homer on a different pedestal of, you know, uh, um, being evil, yeah. so to speak. It's one of the few times where Marge is actually proud of Homer for having a yeah. genius plan. Yeah. Yeah, she so. breaks the law a lot and has all these plans, but this one she agrees with. Yes. <laughs> it's the per- it's, well, she doesn't necessarily agree. Yeah, yeah she does use, like, yeah, well, prohibition just a silly old law. And then Lisa chimes in, well, prohibition may be an old law, but it's the law. And everybody chimes in, go to your room, Lisa. Yeah. Such a, such a great episode. They're just so sick of her crap. So, that's Rex Banner, one of my one of my favorites. And my, oh, yeah. What's the matter, Chief? You haven't touched your banana kaboom. And it's a very happy birthday for Rex Banner. And he just gets so, um, so fed up not being able to find the beer baron. He just starts asking, accosting people in the street. Are you the beer baron? Are you the beer baron? Yeah, so it was just a great, it was just a great episode. He, he ties it together so well. If he's outside saying that I'll find the beer baron, Homer goes, no, yeah, you won't. won't. Yes, so, I will. Don't. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many. We can go on and on. We could probably just recite that whole episode from heart. So, um, I think, I think we're good. I think we can move on to number yeah. eight. Um, number eight is... Carl. That's it. Just Carl. Not Carl Carlson. Nope. Just Carl. Voiced by Harvey Firestein. From the... From season two. Uh, Simpson, Simpson and Delilah? I think so. Yeah, where... Now, now help refresh me on this, uh... On the, uh... Wow, what smells so good? I don't know. It smells good, though. Oh, man. We just passed, like, a, uh... Fast food restaurant. You can smell that, you know, fries or grease mm. cooking. Oh, my God. I didn't think... Yeah, we should have got something to eat. I um, told you. No, that's right. We'll be eating yeah, we will we'll so. plenty of pizza. So, anyway, yeah. what, do be, what do you want me to refresh you on? <laughs> Food. Um, I need to refresh on the, the episode, the plot, this episode. So, Carl. so he, uh, Homer, becomes an executive of sorts. So he, so Carl becomes his executive assistant, and it's because of, that's right. I think it's because of the hair that he gets to become the executive assistant. But he's not. I mean, Homer's not a smart person. He's, right. But Carl just helps him. To, to get to... He, he, he gives him his notes, yeah. he gives him his... Oh, that's right, and they had that, that hair growth formula yeah. that he had, and then it fell on the rug, and then Homer's hair fell out. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's and so right. And he's like, and so, hello. So then Carl had said that the, that his, um, like it had said that the, the, the power was always within Homer. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the hair, it was Homer himself. It was Homer the whole time. And at the end, he writes in this wonderful letter. It's, remember, you are Homer Simpson. Oh, wait, no, that was, you are Lisa Simpson. Never mind. <laughs> but he still writes him a love letter. He did still write him a love letter, yeah. Writes in his notes for the presentation. Yes. But nobody yes. can take him seriously because, because he doesn't have any hair. Yeah. So it's just a, it was a great episode where, you know, this, this uh, executive assistant falls in love with Homer Simpson. Yeah. Which is, which is really fantastic because Homer's just this buffoon who has no clue what he's doing and, and Carl basically does everything for him. Yes. Ha- Carl's the good assistant, like the, the, the Mr. Smithers assistant to Homer. Exactly, exactly. And they're both gay, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else about... I, I think Harvey Firestein does a, a great job with that gravelly voice and his he really talks fast. Yes. You know, and, and when, when he uh, does these voice, uh, voiceovers, these, these characters for the show so I really liked uh, when he was on the show and this is a very early character as well you don't yep. see a lot of uh, season 1 season 2 on the list uh, even yep. when we were initially doing our, our you know first list of 30 we had 3 maybe we had yeah that and, the and, cat, and we knew the as soon as Carl as soon as Carl came up uh, Cat Burger was like season Not 4 cat or five. Cat Lady Cat Lady oh yeah so, um, so Carl was the one that we, we had to put on the list yeah. because we loved the episode and how he just he really just carries Homer to being this 
executive who knows nothing into this very successful executive who still knows nothing. Yep. And, and without him, I mean, there's there's no episode. He, he you know, he, he really brings the episode together. Yep. So I, I really can't say enough nice things about, about Harvey Firestein's character. Yep. That's very... I think Harvey Firestein was... That was when he was just being hot, I think. That's when he was on Broadway doing things. Sure, sure. So they did... Whoa! They whoa. did a good job with that, uh, that oh. voice, so... Yeah. So, Number seven, six, that was seven. eight. So we're moving on to seven. Uh, seven is Sherry Bobbin. Sherry Bobbin, voiced by Maggie Roswell from Simpson Califragilistic to Expialy. Oh, annoyed grunt, annoyed grunt ish. So um, Sherry Bobbins comes in, which is basically a parody of Mary Poppins. For those of you who have not seen the episode, which uh, has she, lots of good music. There's lots of good music. They <laughs> sing. They sing a lot of songs, and she really comes into. For no other reason than the sympathy to Nanny, because Marge's hair is falling out from stress. Yep. And so Bart and Lisa write a lovely little ep- uh, a letter that they want to give to uh, uh, their nanny when they're applying for for uh, jobs. Yep. And she comes in and just ties this magical little episode together. And I, l- I really enjoyed the music. I really enjoyed uh, the, the the parts where we have Homer. Um, <laughs> ripping, trying to rip the hair off of every nanny that comes to apply. Wait a minute, I've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. This is a man in drag. And he starts yanking on their hair. What's that noise? Uh, There's a copper on the other side. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. He wanted to hear our podcast, maybe. He did. He wanted us to pull over and listen. <laughs> I, I Wouldn't doubt that be it. awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome if we got pulled yeah. over while doing the podcast? You guys switch off podcast? Oh, yes, yes, we are. Can I listen? Sure. <laughs> That has nothing to do with the Sherry Bobbins. No, it has nothing to do with Sherry Bobbins. But uh, and her, her and uh, I do like one of my favorite moments of the episode is where her, uh, she and Barney are just uh, wasted, uh, getting mm-hmm. drunk and singing uh, Jimmy Buffett. Yes. <laughs> wasted away in Margaritaville. I'm searching for my last shaker of salt. Oh, here it is. <laughs> he just starts, starts pounding salt in his mouth. So I really like where, and, and, you know, when you needed a good drunk to fill in, you just, what happens? Oh, you just throw Barney in there. Yes. So Sherry Bobbins meets Barney. Or vice versa, and they just go and start drinking in the Simpsons living room, which is so fantastic. But, you know, we have the Cut Every Corners mm-hmm. um, song. We have the... Booze Hound song. Uh, the Booze Hound song. There's the... What's the... the if You Want to Be Our Sitter, where they're writing the yes, letter. Yes, yep, yep, where they're writing the letter. If you want to be our sitter. Yeah, so they have a lot of great Mary Poppins parodies. And you, you really can't do it with any other character. They needed a Mary Poppins character without... Did you say Mary Poppins? No, I certainly did not. I'm an original creation, like Ricky Rouse and Modeled Muck. Modeled So Muck. they're just point, you know, poking fun at themselves that they you know, they just ripped off Mary Poppins and they don't even care. But they made it work, and it was such a great little character. And it's, this is really one of the only episodes that my wife will watch because she loves Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And so when she gets to see it in Simpsons form, she just loves it. So, number six? Number six. Is that Llewellyn? This is Llewellyn Sinclair, John Lovett's character from... Uh, when Marge uh, is on the, the street, streetcar named Marge, the streetcar, yeah, streetcar named Marge, where she where she uh, auditions for Streetcar Named Desire, the musical. Yes, which is so great because then we have little tiny glimpses of what makes The Simpsons so fantastic. Is their their fun little musical parodies yeah. that they do. And John Lovitz, any character he does is is is, is a hoot. And we, I think we had three characters on there, and we got rid of one right away. The critic. He did himself because technically it's it's still a one-off, but it's based off another show. Right. Um, then we had who else did we have on that list? That was uh, not Artie Ziff. No, because he's um, not a one-off. Oh, the, the the person who was in charge of the oh no, never mind. I was gonna say who was in charge of the daycare, but that's no, his that's, cousin that's or his sister. Cousin. <laughs> that's his sister. <laughs> yes, it's his sister. But that's in the same episode, and it's still John Lovitz doing the voice, which is so great. So he he had two roles in that episode, which is very rare for a, a guest star. But, I mean, I know that essentially the director of the play, he's not essential to the plot, but in this case... Oh, but he, he, he just is, carries every scene that he's in. Yeah, and the fact that he's so boisterous and egotistical about an elementary school play that he did... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they give it what, two thumbs up or whatever it was, <laughs> this, this play that he did in elementary school. It's seemed great reviews. Yes. So it, it just it was just the a great little cut, moment. And the fact that at the very at the only day that they're doing the performance, he cuts out Otto's character. Yeah. <laughs> Except for you, you're not working out. I'll be playing your part. Yeah, I'm gonna really play your part. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And then when they do the bows and everything, it's it's all him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just he's it's such just, a good director. He really he really is. It's just this great little uh, these little one-off moments that 
really tie the episode together so well. Like like uh, uh, Ryan was saying, when he just kicks Otto's character off out of nowhere. So there's this great little joke uh, that they have. My name's Otto. And, I'll and be playing Pablo. Pablo. And then uh, when he sees Marge talking to Homer on the phone, no, Homer, I didn't get the parts. Okay, I'll pick up some what was it, some fried chicken on the way home. And then there's a lot of And then he just sees, that's it, you're my Blanche! You know, kind of, kind of thing. So it's just these little moments that, that tie the episode together and in, you know, classic John Lovitz yes. fashion. And then he even gets upset at Homer when Homer can't, he wants something from the yeah, vending machine. Yeah, from the vending machine. Oh, here! And he just throws all the ooh, coins in his pockets. <laughs> Homer's, ooh, a quarter. Marge, you have some change to the vending machine? Oh, here's some change! He just throws it at him. So fantastic. So, I love, I loved in that episode, because she's playing Blanche, yeah. that that's something that they reference later when Moe's trying to get betting tips for Lisa versus Bart, and he goes, come on, Blanche, you gotta help yeah, me. Yeah, come on, Blanche, they're gonna take my thumbs. <laughs> That was in the hockey episode. Yeah, at least the Bart versus Lisa. Yeah, that was a great episode too. <laughs> oh, come on, Blanche. I gotta take my thumbs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was. I think that's good for Llewellyn. those early episodes. Had so many good in jokes. They did. They did. Oh. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're good then. With, yeah, I think with we're good with Llewellyn. Okay. So moving on, that was six. Uh, number five now. Mm. In the top six now. Mr. Bergstrom, Lisa's teacher, voiced by Dustin Hoffman, in a classic yes. episode where Lisa falls in love with her substitute teacher who was there because I forget why um, the old teacher was a god uh, Moose Hoover left did she have that was because she had Lyme disease though mm. I think that was a different episode yeah, yeah I don't think it's essential to the plot why no, she left but no but she needed a substitute and they bring in Mr. Bergstrom who is everything that Lisa wants in a teacher yeah, he's and he's caring, affectionate, smart. He's smart. Yes, he's something that Lisa can like actually carry on a conversation with because she's always the smart one. Even when she has conversations with Miss Hoover, Miss Hoover doesn't you know doesn't really care yeah. at that point. So we have bring in Dustin Hoffman, who really is just pays you know a detriment to just how great an actor he is, and he just does this great voiceover where. Everybody knows Dustin Hoffman is at the time. He was a big name to get Dustin Hoffman to be on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows it's him because his name isn't in the damn credits. Yeah. And it's, it, it does such a, such a fantastic job of voicing Mr. Bergstrom and just really being a, a part of that story of, of Lisa and, and the substitute teacher that they just have this wonderful rapport through the, you know, through the 22 minutes of the episode. You used rapport! You didn't dumb it down. You said rapport! <laughs> oh, why did we do that? Oh, that's right. Homer's mother doesn't count no, because she's, she's on that show. Uh, which would have been a great one to put on. Yep. I would have put Glenn Close on there in a heartbeat. Yeah. But then they just ruined it by having her on so many more times. Anyway, back to back that's to Mr. Bergstrom. Yeah. The, the best part, and we quoted it earlier, is the final yes. scene of, yes, the, the, of the episode where she, because yes. he's leaving and she's so upset about it, and she write he writes a very touching letter that says, "Don't forget that you are Lisa Simpson." Yes. And I confused that with. Uh, Forget with somebody Carl. else. With Carl, yeah. Where he writes this love note to Homer, but he actually didn't say that. So yeah. it was a great it was a great episode. Um, again, another classic, I think it's from season two as well. Mm-hmm. So it was another classic episode um, think, from, from uh, so early, this, early Simpsons. I think it's like one of the few times where we have so many characters from the early from the first two seasons. Because a lot of the classics yeah. are the middle. Yeah. But they are also the episodes that don't have the one off characters. So. That's true. That's true. So uh, moving on to four. Yes, number four. Four was tough. Yeah, we started getting into four, four, three, and five. Before you, before me, you get too four, far, too before hard. you get too far into four, yeah, your map's gonna tell you when we need to turn, right? Uh, yeah, I have okay. the. Yeah, we're still fine. Okay, 50, sounds good. Fifty-three minutes away. How many miles to our next turn is what I was uh, worried about. Twenty-two miles. Twenty-two miles to our next turn. Yeah. Okay. All right, number four. Let's go back on track. Yeah, yeah I just wonder. Yeah, twenty-two miles at six oh two. We'll have to turn off. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, fifty-two. Hang on. Mind. Hang on. Make up your mind. Good. Hang on. I'll do. I'll figure it out. I'll set up the next. Uh, yeah, you look it up. I'll start talking about number four. That's okay. Number four is Hank Scorpio. Ooh, good episode. Voiced by Albert Brooks. Well, Albert Brooks was on our list a lot. Yes, and he was. I think we ended up just doing. I think we only have uh, Hank Scorpio on it, but that's such a big, good episode. That's one of the best for me all time episodes. Yes, the, the one where Homer. Uh, you only move twice. Uh, you only move twice. Yes, and that's where where Homer gets the job at the new at a different nuclear power plant at Cypress Creek, upstate somewhere. And Hank Scorpio is this new boss, and at the very beginning, you know, he, he's he's the boss that everybody wants. Anybody 
anybody who's working would want a boss like him. He's very nice. He comes and introduces himself to the Simpsons right away, and uh, just, just everything that he does, everything he says, the mannerisms are just perfect. He talks about how there's a pair of moccasins for him yeah. in his house. If you don't like them, <laughs> I don't like them either. Hell he throws either. them. Get the hell out of here! You ever see a guy say goodbye to his shoes? <laughs> Once. Yes. yes. Once. And, and he's just... in the middle of a fun run. Oh and, my god. And he, he... Just this character, it seems like if he wasn't on speed... Yes. You know, I, I don't know what he, what he would be on. He's just all over the place, just steals the scene in every single part of the episode that he's in. Yeah, it, it's such a good... I mean, Elbow Brooks just embodies the character. But, but you yes, end up does. finding out that Hank Scorpio's an evil... He, he's an evil... An evil guy. I don't know. I, yes, I'm yeah. He's, he's a supervillain. Yeah, he's a supervillain. It's what he is. You, you find this out later when he's Homer goes into his office and he's talking, and Scorpio's talking to all the world leaders, and he's like, and he's going, look, if I don't get the payment by, you know, whatever o'clock, I'm gonna have the, you know, I'm gonna do something to whatever. Something, and, yeah, yeah. Just prove I'm not joking. Then he blows up this bridge. Maybe it collapsed on its own. Collapsed on its own. You can't take that risk. You have, you have 24 hours, yeah. And so... And he asks him, which country do you want to blow up? Nobody ever... Because <laughs> he chooses France or France something. France or Italy. He chooses like, oh, France. Yeah. And nobody ever picks nobody Italy. Nobody picks Italy. Or whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> Homer comes up. He just gets lost and he's looking for... And he's like, hey, I've never noticed this office before. Why, well, why should you? It's mine. And then he goes up. He's like, do you have any sugar? Sugar? Yeah, here. And he goes into his pockets. He pulls out hands full of sugar. Starts nutting packages. Do you want any cream? Do you want any cream? And I was like, uh, no. It's <laughs> so, these classic scenes with Hank Scorpio and Homer Simpson just bonding. And, and Hank just thinks Homer is the best Mm-hmm. Employee that he has, they form this wonderful relationship, <laughs> wonderful again rapport that they have. And uh, Homer comes in, he's like, "We need to get some motivation. I need some hammocks, business hammocks. Why didn't I think of that?" And so you just every three places to go get hammocks. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, and that's a great hammocks, scene. hammocks, hammocks. Down in the hammock. Yeah, there's put your butt there. That's on third. And there's Marianne's hammocks. Hammocks. That's on you. third too. And the great thing about that is Marianne gets in the hammock with you. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, and Homer just has no clue. He's so fast for Homer yeah. that every all of the jokes that he makes just go right over Homer's head. Oh, down to the hammock district. Oh, the yeah. hammock district. Yes, that's on third too. Come to think of it, they're all on third. Oh, the hammock district. So, so Cypress Creek just has everything that you could possibly need. It's this perfect uh, little town, except all of the Simpsons minus Homer just aren't doing well enough. Yeah. You know, Bart is in the remedial class, Lisa's allergic to everything there. Marge has nothing to do because everything in the house is self-cleaning. Yeah. So she finds herself drinking a glass and a half of wine a day, which the doctors say you should drink two glasses of wine a day, but she just can't drink that much. Yes. So he's and, and it's not even that Bart's in the remedial class, that he can't get in trouble because he's in the remedial class. He's right. too smart for the remedial class. But he's too dumb for the regular class. Yeah. So nobody does well. Except for Homer. Homer is thriving. Homer is doing everything he needs to at work. Tackling that James Bond riff-off. Yeah. And getting a new story put on his house Homer, when he gets home. Homer, when you get home, there'll be a new story in her house. New story in her house. I am, am I proud of you? Just <laughs> everything that Homer does, Hank Scorpio just loves. And so, Homer has such a hard time when his family, you know, says, we want to move back to Springfield. So he goes back and has this heart-to-heart with Hank Scorpio, saying, well, you're a hell of an employee, Homer. I'll sure miss you. But you got to do what's best for your family. You know, and then he gets another wonderful letter from Hank Scorpio at, the end, at the end, where he now becomes the owner of the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yes, but, but it's a start. Yeah, was it? Where his exact oh, words? The Denver Broncos. What's yeah. wrong about the Denver Broncos? You wouldn't oh, understand. Oh, Marge, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and so, and they have John. And what's funny is they have the number seven John Elway going out for a pass and and, and, and falling over, yes. which is really funny because John Elway would never do that. And so you have uh, wow traffic. So you have. Um, you know, this great one-off character. And then one of the great jokes that they end off is when they throw the, the newspaper down at the Simpsons house and it says, Supervillain seizes East Coast, and it's a picture of Hank Scorpio. And nobody nobody gets it in, in the episode, so it's really funny. Um, and I, I can't say enough nice things about Hank yeah. Scorpio. Another great moment is when he gives Homer his jacket and he asks him to hang it up on the, on the wall. And Homer turns around and is like, oh, well, ah, see, we don't have coat hooks in here. In fact, I didn't even give you my coat. And then he looks down, his coat's gone, and he's got his jacket on, but it's backwards. And, it's just wow. a, and Homer's just... And then the other moment where he's like, there's a trust exercise, Homer. I'm going to count backwards from three. When I do so, you fall back in my arms. Two. Hold three, on one two, second. And the phone rings. Hold on one second, Homer. And then he falls. Oh, my God. There's a guy on the floor. <laughs> it's just... It's uh, Homer, just, don't chuck that up to mistrust. Don't chuck that up to mistrust. <laughs> I gotta go, but don't talk it up to mistrust. And it's just, 
Oh my god, just so many great moments of this episode with Hank Scorpio, and I and I, I can't say enough nice things. So so Scorpio comes in. Four. Oh, number no! Oh Scorpio, my God, Scorpio, Scorpio number one. Scorpio was number one, and I, I oh so. my God, I screwed that up super bad. Oh man, I was oh. gonna be talking a lot about number four. Yeah, Scorpio was number one, but he's automatically down to number four. Yeah. We, can, we can talk about the real number four. Yeah, the real number four is Frank Grimes, voiced by Hank Azaria. Still a good character. I had them next to each other when we did the list. That's my bad. I'm reading in a car. What do you want from me, people? Yeah, I know. So anyway, back to. Frank Grimes, our real number four. Yeah, you did, everything we just talked about with uh, Hank Scorpio. We'll see if we can do Who's some, that. We'll, we'll do some editing and maybe and we'll, I doubt we'll it. save all that. <laughs> <laughs> so number four is a uh, Hank Scorpio. Jesus, dang it! I did it again. Number four is Frank Grimes. Frankie. Grimey. Frank Grimes, voiced by Hank Azaria from Homer's Enemy, season eight, which is a classic episode, um, which really carries the whole episode. It's just Homer versus this guy who's worked so hard at everything in his entire life. And then you go, you look at Homer, who just has everything essentially handed to him. So when you have someone like, not Hank Scorpio, yeah. but Frank Grimes, you know, he gets really irritated at Homer, and it's like, oh, the man is a buffoon, and should have been killed dozens of times. Yeah, what you're going to do? You know, <laughs> and nobody, and nobody, excuse me, nobody cares. No. That's the that best Homer's place. this big idiot. Everybody is just like, that's Homer for you. That's our Homer. Change the channel, Mart. <laughs> at the funeral. Yeah, at Frank the... Grimes are grimy. Has this, he's like being called by his friends. It, just the whole character is... He, originally, he just comes on board because Mr. Burns is watching a, a, a news, a soft news uh, report on this self-made man. And he's like, that's going to be my new executive vice president. And then the next day, he comes in for the interview, and Mr. Burns ends up falling in love with a dog yeah. and he's going to be the new executive vice president <laughs> and so he gets put in sector 7G yeah. with Homer and it, yeah, it's just you know he lives in a studio apartment yeah, below a bowling alley this and above another bowling alley <laughs> yes <laughs> and then Homer goes wow like he's super jealous that he lives above and below two yeah. bowling alleys you've been to space why are you sure you haven't? <laughs> it's like it's something common yeah. for people to go to space. Exactly. And then uh, one of my other favorite episode or moments in the episode is when uh, Homer finds that he's like, wow, you have your name on a pencil, just like a pencil company executive. Well, any pencil company make them out for you. Can I have it? No. Can Lenny have it? No. <laughs> so you have this great moment. And then the, the classic one, Homer, you have a 513. And Elmer look, looks at his watch. No, no, a 513. <laughs> he looks at his watch again. No, 513 from your procedures manual. Oh. Look at your control panel. Oh, a 513. And everything's on fire. So he just takes a bucket of water, just dumps it onto the control console. And <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so, it's so great. All the pen. And then the add in something here. Those pencils. He's chewing them all. Yeah, he's chewing all the in pencils. He's putting them in his ear. Yeah. Oh, my God. So great. And he's eating his special dietetic lunch. We need to go south here. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we do. We're gonna go back to Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. It says it? 90. Keep following 90. So 0.8 miles is what I was asking before. Oh, okay. 0.8 miles. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Do that. So what does it say? What does it say? Point seven miles. What turn left. Say? East. Turn left. East. 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 Two ninety. East to ninety. Yeah. Go on ninety. Ninety four. No, no, no. Just ninety. There's east. no ninety. Oh, so stay in Chicago. Yeah, All the way over Chicago. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Ah! Well, that's just weird because there's two lanes. Keep left at the fork to stay on I-90 East. All right, I will. Yeah, there Thank you go. You. Thank you, lady. Thank you, lady that lives Thank on my you, phone. Thank you, Google. Yeah, Google lady. Okay, Google. Yeah. Tell me how to get to Chicago. Yeah, perfect. All right, so uh, that's Frank Grimes, number four, Hank Azaria, um, which one of my favorite episodes, I think, of all time mm -hmm. is, is that, is that uh, Homer's Keep enemy. Keep left at the fork to stay on I-90 East. Well, thank you. See, she, she, she'll tell you what to do. I didn't know if you had the voice on. I always had my muted. No, I always had the voice on, especially when I'm in the car because I'm not paying attention. All right, we get the point. Jeez. And then that happens and interrupts our podcast. And now so, we're in traffic. I know. Now we have a, we have heavy, heavy traffic. Is there, so, is there an alternate route? Does, does Google calculate alternate routes? Uh, it can if you want to. I, I, I think it might just be easier to do this. No. Fair enough. I don't know. I usually, I don't know. I'm usually recalculating every like five minutes when I'm in traffic. So I'm like, I take this. I got stupid traffic. I don't even. I didn't see what the money was. Was it a buck fifty maybe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so yeah. a sidetrack on that. Yeah, so back to... Uh, number three. Back to Frank Grimes. Number f no, we're done with Frank number Grimes. Four, okay, we're good with Frank Grimes? 
Okay. Oh, oh, number three is a classic. Number three is the character John. It's southeast on I-90 East. <laughs> no and Google. Middle name, southeast on I-90 East. John from John Waters yeah. from Homer's Phobia. Exactly. Yeah, things were, things were stopped. Continue on I-90 Stop. For nine okay, I'm going to turn her down until we get back on the road again. <laughs> this is really annoying. So, John, voiced by John Waters from Homer's Phobia, mm-hmm. which is a great episode and another classic. And with that character, it was so funny to listen to the, the commentary because they actually had John Waters come do the commentary for the episode. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 was, he was like, well, originally I didn't want to do it because... All oh, right, another toll now. So, so they, they, they were on another... Um, in the commentary, they said that, oh my god, this is awful. Maybe I will find another route if I can. Anyway, continue with John so, Waters. Yeah, continue with John Waters. And so they have this um, commentary where John's like, well, I don't really want to do it because I was really confused that you wanted me to come, you know, voice this character named John, who looked exactly like me, who talked exactly like me, who was gay, just like I am, and but it's not me. But it's not John Waters. It's just somebody named John, and that's what they wanted to do. So he was really, it took a little convincing to get John Waters to do it, but, I mean, I think he said he's, you know, really glad that he did. Mm-hmm. Because it was such a Yeah, I don't think he would have come back episode. in the commentary if he wasn't. No, exactly, yeah, exactly. Screw those guys. But he said he, said he had such a, such a fun time doing the episode. So. Um, I mean, the, the character is very good because he basically is Homer's friend yes, for the first. To the whole episode. The, no, not even. Oh, that's right, because Homer, Homer doesn't realize that he's gay. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Homer has a big problem, apparently. And they have this classic back and forth between Marge and Homer. Where he's like, I think he prefers the company of men. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> it's Homer, he is a ho, uh huh, mo, uh huh, sexual. Ah! <laughs> it's just Homer just does not get it, and it's so funny. And then uh, he learns all these phrases. Uh, Bart learns all these phrases from John, uh, like "you are the living end" and "zap, zap." And he works at this really kitschy um, store in the mall because they're trying to sell Marge because yeah. they need money. So they're trying to sell Marge's grandma's. Uh, like Civil War, Civil War figurines, like no, it's a whiskey bottle, and he opens the top, and they still got whiskey in there. I think that's so funny. No, it's ah, oh, Johnny Liquor Lads from uh, whatever it was. Yeah, they have the sell that. So he works at this really cool store, and a lot of stuff. And then he's wearing like Homer's B Sharp shirt. Yes, Dude, somebody just threw I this away. That was the Pin Pal shirt. Yeah, the Pin Pal shirt. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me, Pin Pals, not B Sharps. So he just had that, and and then Homer invites him over for uh, like tea and whatever, and. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, and he just really, really likes John a lot until he realizes he's gay and he can't be friends anymore. So then, John, you know, trying to think about you know where those idiots have to, you know Mo and Barney and Homer where they're gonna go you know hunt a deer, mm-hmm. and they really can't, you know. So like, well, the only place that has any deer is, and then they drive up to this like reindeer pen, like Santa's, Christmas Village, yeah, yeah. And then he has this like creepy Japanese Santa Claus, except where they you know call him Santa, they call him annual, uh, annual gift man. He lives on the moon. He has all these little great lines and, and great moments, and, and, and he's one of those characters that you just, you want to befriend, because he just seems so cool. Mm-hmm. He's this guy who knows everything and takes him to, uh, what? Two cars in front of us. I know, right? They're side by side. Yeah, people are idiots here. This is truly Chicago traffic at its <sighs> finest, yeah. or worst, however you want to put it. It's classic Chicago traffic, I guess. So, you have this, this, uh, this great character who you just, you want to hang out with. He, he takes the Simpsons to, on a tour you know, kind of you know, tell them to yeah. where all all the hidden gems are of, of Springfield, of where like you know Ken Brockman picked up the prostitute or something like that. Yeah, you know, or where so and so the, the standard know. stereotypical like gay best friend who's who has the ins and the, the know-how. Ends, right? Uh, yeah. So it's just this is such a fantastic episode. So um, I think we're, we're good on three. I think we are. Okay. Now number two, number one, number two, the last one. Yeah. That number we're two do. is. Lyle Lanley, voiced by Phil Hartman from the Monorail episode, written by Conan O'Brien. Monorail. Which is a clear ripoff of the Music Man. Yes, but the music isn't. The music isn't. Yeah, yeah. But it it doesn't matter because it's still such a fantastic episode that you don't care that it's you know a ripoff. And I think that's where Simpsons is at. It's not. Yeah, is that can be at its best when they have a great parody episode Mm -hmm. and they they put their little twist on it and it's one of the classic episodes. Yeah, they. Lyle Landley is. Such a good sleaze, and Phil Hartman does the voice. I mean, he does. He doesn't have voices, but the voice that he has is so perfect for the character yes. that he plays. Yes. And and Lyle Landley is scamming the town out of this money that they got from Mr. Burns for having a fine for disposing of the the, the waste at the, yes. pow- at the plant. Mr. Yes. Snug or Mr. Mr. I like the way Snurub thinks. Snurub, Mr. Snurub. And and Landley comes in and had put uh, Ogdenway 
uh, Ogdenville, North Haverbrook, Brockway, and North Haverbrook, and by gum, put them on the map. And he's got a map that's got and he's drew the names on there. So he comes in trying to sell these the Springfieldians uh, a monorail, but it's a cheap monorail. He's skimming the funds. You know, nothing works. And my my favorite is when he's teaching the class, and at the very end, um, you see like so. In conclusion, mono means one. And rail means rail. This concludes your intensive thirteen-week course, and that's it for, to, to make the monorail. Who's going to be the conductor? Uh, and he's looking in his book. Well, it's clear that one of this man stands out above all of you, and Homer just stands me? up, me, thinking it's him. Ah, sure, why not? So it's really great. He goes me. <laughs> yeah, and Homer's me. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? And so we have this great um, little episode um, with with this one-off character who. Is voiced by Fulmer, who's a regular, but this particular character is only on the show once, and we know that because he, he lands, what, down in North Haverbrook? Or yeah, Ogdenville? One of the cities. One of the, one of the cities that he says, and they realize, <laughs> they realize it's him. There he is, 32F! And they, they spot him <laughs> from the plane, and then all the people from the town go in to beat the crap out of him, so we know he's not coming back. Yeah. You want to check? I think we're done. I think, actually, I think we're done with that podcast. There's not much to say, to, but he's such a good character, and it's such a good parody, and... We'll go, yeah, we'll go, uh, we'll go down the list real quick. So, 12 is Laura Powers, 11 is Hollis Hulbert, uh, 10 is Leon Kompowski, number 9 is Rex Banner, number 8 is Carl Harvey, oh, excuse me, Carl, voiced by Harvey Firestein, uh, number 7 is Sherry Bobbins, number 6 is Llewellyn Sinclair, number 5 is Mr. Bergstrom, number 4 is Frank Grimes, number 3 is John, number 2 is Lyle Landley, and number 1, is, of course, is again Hank Scorpio. Scorpio! Scorpio, you're mad. Oh, we need a vault pick. Um, you only live twice. You only live uh, twice, Mister Mister Scorpio. Yes. With Scorpio, who rounded out the oh. the fantastic list. Or we could do Lisa's rival, since that's the episode we're going to, or the trivia we're going to. Let's do that. Let's Marama. do that. So we'll do have two vault episodes this uh, this week. Uh, those two episodes for Diorama Rama is the the theme right now from the Simpsons trivia in Chicago. Everybody's uh, uh, encouraged to and bring in the New York uh, one, I, think, I think they just did it everywhere this month. Did they? That's crazy. Uh, and so then we have um, then. Uh, uh, Lisa's rival. Lisa's rival. The diorama, and, and you only live twice. Only live twice. Only move twice. Only move twice. Yes, which is supposed to just a Bond ripoff. So. Yeah. Um, so thanks for joining us. And sorry to cut it short, but uh, I think it was really that short. Here. So yeah. fifty-one yeah. minutes. It's, it's, minutes. it's shorter than normal, but chunk. so so uh, shy under an hour, which is good actually. So we kind of got to hit back the road uh, now that we have crazy traffic. So thanks so much for joining us. If you have, and uh, hopefully we'll see Leave everybody at li- Simpsons Trivia. Leave us a like on Twitter or Facebook or iTunes. Come find us, listen to this episode, and let us know if you liked it because we might do more on the roads if we have more things to do, such as brewer games or whatnot coming yes. down the road. Yes, so, we do. So I'm I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian. Take it easy. <laughs>